Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, all, and welcome to another happy edition of Sin's Chat Corner. I wanted to start out this evening by just spending out, yeah, excuse me, this evening, sending out a special thank you to uh, everyone who's been listening to all of my broadcasts. And by that, I mean, obviously, um, I do my live broadcast at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time for those that actually do listen in live. I also go ahead and I archive those, which means usually about 15 minutes after my show has gone live, actually the the ending of my show, I should say, you're able to listen um, on Blog Talk Radio. I am also in the process of uploading each and every one of my episodes onto YouTube. So you either have your option, Blog Talk Radio, YouTube. There's always a link on there where you can go back the day after or next week or let your friends know, and they can go ahead and listen to each and every one of my broadcasts. I'm hoping that you've been finding them to be both informative as well as creative. I'm always, again, open to new ideas and suggestions on things that I should cover on the show that I'm not. Um, As I mention each and every time on my show, you can keep up with me and any of my information on my upcoming episodes, either by going to my Facebook page, which is Sin's Chat Corner, of course. You can go to my actual show page, which you're on right now if you're on Blog Talk Radio, or you can follow me on Twitter because I usually try to put daily or every other day updates on there. My Twitter ID, again, is SANDB111. Once again, uh, for tonight's programming, we're going to have, obviously, the phone lines are open for the duration of the episode, and as well, I'll be having the live chat open, so I will try to respond to individuals who are chatting with me while we're on the air tonight. Tonight I'm very excited because the guest that I've been able to get uh, is just a representative for a cause that I strongly believe in, and that's, of course, to assist mothers in the community, particularly single mothers in the community. Um, Pauline, who is with uh, an organization called the Hope Network for Single Mothers, she's been working with that organization for about 29 years, and she's just a vast uh, book of knowledge regarding this particular organization. I feel very blessed and lucky that she's agreed to be on the program this evening. Um, I'm also very excited about tomorrow night's programming. We're going to be having another interview, which is D with the Liver Foundation, another great charity cause that's located in the area. We're going to try to do some good for them as well. So I'd also ask that you go ahead and tune in for tomorrow night's programming. Um, I also wanted to send out a quick note uh, from the last discussion we had about my reality dating show concept. We talked about that uh, the other night when I was on air. To reiterate, once again, I'm still looking for individuals who want to be participants of the dating show. Um, I have individuals already who are male and female, who are actually the creative types that are going to be looking for the dates. What I'm looking for is participants who actually want to get the date. These individuals, once again, anyone wanting to participate, you have to be able to and be willing to, I should say, date an individual 10 to 12 years older than yourself. You'll need to provide a picture and also an actual paragraph or two just kind of describing yourself as well as kind of talking about things you enjoy, what you're looking for, what kind of date you like, all that good stuff, along with obviously having just a really good desire and willingness to actually compete to get a date. Nowadays, it's a little bit harder than walking into a bar and saying, hey, you're really pretty. Um, We're going to make this a fun, uh, lighthearted competition. It's going to be fun, flirtatious. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, any submissions that you want to send to me, you can either send it to my show page. Of course, you can e- excuse me, email it to me. My actual address is, again, C-I-N, 
4251 at gmail.com. Otherwise, again, I've given you my Twitter handle. You can go ahead and you can send me that information via Twitter, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Now, I also wanted to, before I start the actual show, send out another reminder uh, about my girlfriend Cheryl's fundraiser. I think we talked about this last week, but I want to send out another shout-out on this. Um, Cheryl has a son who is now currently 27 years old, and he unfortunately was involved in a very horrifying incident. Um, He happened to be at a bar one night in Oak Creek, and he walked outside and he ran into an individual who he didn't know from Adam and apparently started to pick a fight with this kid. Then he proceeded to go ahead and literally beat him in the head at least, we want to say, 16 or 17 times, I believe it was, Cheryl has actually uh, orchestrated an event that's going to be coming up. It's on April 14th. It's going to be at a bar called Tap City in West Dallas, which I believe is located at 72nd and National. She's actually seeking donations um, for $5, or you can bring a dish to pass. That's always greatly appreciated. Um, I'm also looking for individuals who can either donate items for the raffle, meaning gift certificates or uh, booze or anything, basically, um, that we'll be able to use to go ahead and raffle off for money, obviously. Um, I'm also looking to try to find a musician who might be willing to maybe donate a couple hours of their time to actually play the event. Um, She's having to pay kind of out of pocket to have people come and uh, entertain, and I would hate to see her donations going to that. So if anybody knows of anyone, please feel free to let me know as well. Um, She's also going to be establishing an actual bank account for individuals, anyone who might be interested in giving a monetary donation. So again, of course, if you have any questions, a suggestion of something, if you'd like to make a donation, feel free to just contact me when you can. Um, So let's get on to a couple different uh, fun topics that I'd like to talk about this evening. First off, I'm sure this is a subject that many of you have either seen on Facebook or have heard about or have talked about, which was um, someone had posted an actual picture. It was a military soldier who happened to be kissing his partner. He was in a full body embrace with him, apparently. They were kind of holding and kissing each other, and one was hugging and in the air. turns out, of course, that this soldier happened to be gay. Uh, which I didn't know at the time, which is fine. I mean, I proceeded to read, there was about 300 or 350 comments that were posted on Facebook about this. And I have to admit that I just, I was not only shocked, but frankly just pissed off to really read a lot of what I saw here. I mean, it just upset me on so many levels, I can't even tell you. Um, To begin with, I've always really firmly been of the belief that um, love is not discriminatory. I mean, it holds no biases, possesses no hatred, And in addition, we now live in a society, at least so I thought, where being gay or being a lesbian is not becoming more commonplace, but I was hoping would be hopefully more acceptable in society. I mean, a man who serves his country is an individual that is supposed to be respected by all of us and not shunned simply because of the fact that he's kissing his partner, who coincidentally happens to be a man instead of a woman. Uh, meaning, obviously, that heterosexuals are more accepted than, obviously, gay people showing affection. I mean, even if he was not part of the service or a military person, he obviously is still a U.S. citizen, and he is to be given the same freedom to express love that I or anyone else has. People that have such hatred in their hearts uh, with no good reason is just, I can't understand that thinking. There are comments that were listed on Facebook. I mean, they're talking that gays have to explain their behavior to God because it's inappropriate. 
Some stated that they would forbid their children to watch these actions or look at this picture because it's 100% completely immoral. Some were saying that the flaunting of public affection should be banned as it's not acceptable to watch. Now, what I find funny about this is um, I'm sure that all of us at some point in time or another has gone out to a bar, a restaurant, some kind of a social function. And if you've ever watched a heterosexual couple and you start taking a few cocktails in, you're having a really nice time and having a good date, and before you know it, you got somebody with the tongue down their throat or with the grabby octopus hands, and they're basically doing the same thing or they're alluding to doing the same thing that was supposedly in this very innocent picture yet no one expresses any kind of cruelty to them. I mean, I've never seen someone walk up to a bar and say, you're a skank and you're immoral and your actions are nothing I would show my children. People in society need to start realizing that hatred begets just other off, excuse me, other actions, such as needless suicide. Obviously, we've been hearing a lot in the news about the bigotry issue. I'd like to know when this immorality and ignorance is going to cease altogether. I mean, I'm a firm advocate myself of both gays and lesbians sharing the same rights and legal privileges that straight couples enjoy in this world today. I mean, certainly, of course, we all know about the uh, whole equality of marriage rights and things and the fact that, frankly, some of the states there just say, no, if you're a gay or a lesbian, you're not entitled to have the same thing because you're not heterosexual. And I think it's ridiculous. I'd like to live in a world someday where... We all live equally without unnecessary biases to anyone. I mean, life is too short and too precious to worry about a harmless sign of affection in public by a couple that's seemingly in love, happy to see each other, and frankly, just elated at the fact that this soldier was able to come home to his partner. I think that people are kind of missing the ball in that. Isn't that, isn't that really what's supposed to matter in this whole picture? Is this person actually came home and he's safe, and he's alive, and he's loved by someone. So I think people need to start getting a grip before they start making such judgmental comments on things. So now that I've had my rant and rave on that, let's get off to some better news. Um, I just found out very recently that I'm going to be doing my very first um, actual out-of-state broadcast this upcoming weekend. Um, When I first started this show, I had the idea that uh, from time to time, when I have the time, I should say, and my children are gone, that I was going to try to relocate my show for a weekend, whether it be Los Angeles or New York or New Jersey, and so I could try it out in a different market and see where it would work. Well, this weekend I'm going to be heading out to sunny Las Vegas, which I hear is in mid-80s. So when you guys are sitting here with the snow, I'll be sitting and sun tanning there. I'm very excited about that. I'm going to get a chance to be interviewing uh, a few of the local entertainers I'm also going to be participating in a charity date auction, actually, and I'll be doing some work for um, the Nevada chapter. Uh, excuse me, Nevada chapter of LGBT. They have an organization out there, and I'd like to do some work to help them. Um, I'm very excited, also, that I'm going to be taking out a few of my own uh, TV talk show concepts uh, to a producer, with the hopes of uh, hopefully he'll be buying them and making them into an actual reality-based type show. So I'm asking everyone that's listening, please, not only cross your fingers, I'd appreciate it if you just say an extra prayer for me or maybe send along some good thoughts in the hopes that this trip of mine will be an overall successful venture and uh, we can bring on more new and exciting things to the show and uh, just new individuals and people that you get a chance to meet on air. So that's my good news portion. So next, we've got the Oscars. 
as of course I rattled on about the other night, how excited I was to be watching the actual Oscars event. Those of us who've been writers for a long time kind of fantasize that I'm going to be on that show one day. But as I might have mentioned, um, when you have about 50 non-finished screenplays and you don't submit them, I really don't think anyone's going to give you an Oscar. So unfortunately, I was one of those individuals having a glass of wine, sitting at home, watching the Oscars by myself while my kids were sleeping. So I want to just make a few comments on that and kind of see if anybody had any thoughts or uh, any uh, comments on what they watched. Um, First of all, I wanted to say that I really enjoyed, uh, Billy Crystal has been the host before, and I've watched him on a couple different occasions. I found his attempts to try to make it funny and more refreshing um, to be quite successful. I know that a lot of people were kind of bashing him and saying that it really wasn't that great of a show, and it kind of lingered on. But I liked the little skit where he was kind of dressed up, and he was doing the movie thing, and he was kind of calling the members of the audience out. I thought that was actually kind of neat. Um, I was very excited. Uh, The underdog, if you want to call her that, Meryl Streep, who's been awarded um, every other award, with the exception of the Oscar, of course. I know she's been nominated a bunch of times. I was just so elated to see her actually get awarded the Oscar after all these nominations. Um, For some reason, and obviously I don't know this person at all, um, but I've just always felt that she just resonates a sense of just true class. I mean, she has an utter mastery of her craft. She's just very lovely individual from what it appears. Again, I don't know her. I'd love to meet her. love to have her on the show, but um, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, I actually found myself rather amused, um, and I don't remember the name of the gentleman who actually won the Best Actor Award. I know that he was the French individual from the movie The Artist, which I haven't had a chance to see yet. Um, he did just given such a um, delightful acceptance speech. Very, very gracious. He's very handsome, actually, truth be told. Um, and I'm not sure what you folks think, but... I personally have always carried such an admiration um, for all the old black and white films, like the non-speakies, like Charlie Chaplin days sort of thing, um, or black and white pictures where the theme was just so light and and just flamboyant. Actors back in that day were very elegant, and just the whole aura to it was just so lighthearted. It's like watching an old-time movie with popcorn, and you don't have some of the things that you have in today's society. I mean... Men actually dressed up in tuxedos. They look like a real gentleman. Ladies actually look very classy. They look like a respectable woman. They don't go walking around saying F you every other five minutes and not running around naked. Um, Just very flirty and very light, minus the violence and, of course, the swearing and, of course, the sex scenes. I mean, it's, you know, I guess it's kind of nice to have in the movies today, but I find it to be more refreshing that they're kind of coming back with the old Hollywood theme with black and whites and, and all of that kind of made me think about the old days with Cary Grant or Grace Kelly or Fred Astaire where you just had these iconic characters in a movie. My soul really wishes that I could have experienced that era back in that time. Um, and now that I've actually watched the whole Oscar show, took me two days on DVR, I finally figured out that I should probably go running out to at least see the artist, um, The Descendants, which was the George Clooney movie, which he didn't, of course, win for. And I believe the other movie is The Help, which is the uh, black ladies that were in the movie with the white writer, which looks kind of intriguing, actually. So I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts, meaning did you like the show? Did you not like the show? Did anybody that you picked actually win or not? Um, Feel free to give me a call. Like I said, the lines are open. Kind of let me know what you think um, as far as the Oscars go. 
Okay. Unfortunately, we had a bit of sad news today, which was, of course, the passing of Davy Jones. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody, who at least has been around and is my age, remembers who Davy Jones is, which is, of course, he was in the Monkees, the group The Monkees, back in the 60s. Apparently, uh, from what I'm told, he apparently unexpectedly passed away at the age of 66, which to me, although some people may say seems kind of old, I'm thinking it's really not very old for a man to be passing away from a heart attack. Um, I have to say that one of the things that I felt made him such an icon was not just the fact that he was, yes, he was a good-looking fellow back in the day, and really even past that point in time. He always kept his looks and, and just kept himself well together, but also just had a very impeccable ability to relate well with his audience as well as with his fans. He seemed to be very fan-friendly, and people even nowadays or when they were out performing, they just were always really excited to see them. I can remember that infamous song, uh, I'm a Believer, which I'm sure everybody either knows or sung at some point in time or heard probably a million times over. And to me, it just has not seemed to lost. It just never loses its zeal. I was actually kind of surprised, which I did not know, that apparently at the ripe young age of 16, he had received a Tony nomination, which is apparently in part how he actually formulated the group or it actually got his big break to where he could actually start the group himself. Um, I believe that the group itself had produced their last album back in 1996. Um, since then, I'm not quite sure if they had done a whole lot of appearances. Um, personally, I, like I said, I just find it to be such a tragedy. Um, but as I always say, usually when someone passes on, it's always so nice to know that we have another angel up in heaven that's watching over all of us. You know, it sounds a little corny, but I believe it to be true. It's kind of nice to have somebody out there looking over us. Now, I have a couple more items of discussion before we get to Pauline from the Hope Network. Uh, she should be coming on with us in approximately about 10 minutes. So, again, I'm looking forward to having some great conversation with her. We're going to talk a lot about um, her starting with the organization. We're going to go into detail about the free services, which they do offer and provide a number of free services to the community, and in particular, again, to the mothers in the community. They do also produce um, an actual newspaper, which they send out to individuals in the community. They also do um, just a number of different events and activities, uh, along with providing a support group. And they've also actually, which I was unaware of until uh, recently, provide scholarships uh, to, uh, actually I believe it's been one so far that they've given out to a mom. So it's just amazing to me the amount of different accomplishments that this organization has provided not only to us in the Milwaukee area, but just the support that they've received through other organizations in this community. And I'm hoping tonight, again, that we can raise some awareness and in addition to which try to find ways to be able to fundraise or get them donations or just be able to help them out in some way. All right, so another couple of tidbits of discussion here. Again, opening up to the audience as to what you think, but I'll kind of throw it out there and let you know what I think. Um, another one of those heavy-hitting trenders is what I would call it, something that they have to talk in the news because they apparently have nothing else to talk about, what I would call is just useless garbage, which would be, I am so sick, sick, sick to death, and I can't even emphasize enough, um, of hearing about this character, Snooky. Apparently, Snooky is uh, one of the individuals on the Jersey Shore. Apparently, now there's some startling revelation 
that she's pregnant. Well, this is what I have to say about that. Who cares is the long and the short of it. Uh, she is crass. She is uh, just got a potty mouth, not to mention she doesn't carry herself very well, and she's just made an embarrassment out of herself. Apparently someone told me on the news or the radio today that um, she had gone to the bathroom in a plant or something. I'm like, she just she lacks class. She lacks just taste. I mean, my feeling is that the media needs to stop talking about people like herself, Kim Kardashian, individuals that just thrive on the media press and just kind of leave it at that. I think if we're going to talk about something in the news, let's talk about something that's relevant. Let's talk about something that will influence our community, um, not something that's going to waste our time because obviously there's better things in life to be talking about, I think. So, on that note, let's go ahead and take our call. I believe we might have Pauline on the line, so just one second. Hello, this is Sin. Hi, it's Pauline. Pauline, hi. We were just talking about you. Okay. Uh, I have to say, I'm just, again, I have to tell you how honored I am. I'm just truly honored to have you on my show. Um, I I usually say to everybody, thank you so much, but this is just a delight and an honor because I am such an advocate for what you're doing in the community. Thanks. I just, I am. I'm just, I'm really hoping that tonight, uh, by being able to do this interview, we not only are able to enlighten the community on what your agency does, but also just the good deeds that you are just accomplishing on a daily basis. It's not just, you know, it's just the little things that happen day by day by day that I don't think people see because you're there and we're not. So I'm hoping we can kind of shine a light on there. So I have a bunch of questions for you. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, first off, let's start by saying um, I know that you've been working with the Hope Network um, for 29 years. Right. Now, were you originally in the field of human services, or how did this all come about? No. I uh, My background is marketing communications, and oh. I had been working at manufacturers uh, along those lines, and um, earlier in journalism. I have a degree in English and journalism, and... Okay. In 1983, I just happened to see uh, in the Milwaukee Journal, at that time they had um, an advice column that was called uh, Mrs. Griggs. Uh, She was this little lady, about 80 years old. She wore a hat to the newsroom, and she used to highlight different nonprofits uh, along with giving advice in her her column, her her daily column. And Mm -hmm. Gail Sweet, who founded Hope Network a year before that, wanted to uh, make people more aware of of the program, and she had written written something uh, to to Mrs. Griggs, and it just interested me. And I guess I was at a point where, you know, I was looking for something to reach out to help people, and um, that just seemed like a good fit. And and then when I met Gail, she's quite charismatic she's a fellow writer and uh i just became very interested um in the the program which was just uh just starting out at that point only a year old so i joined the board of directors um 29 years ago and uh continued on the board of directors until um about a year ago and uh also 29 years ago then um i became editor for the newspaper and i'm sure we'll be talking about that later it's a 24 page resource publication so that's <laughs> yes, that's definitely. how i 
That's how that's I got how you got your start. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. That is yeah. so neat, actually. Because I, I was going to ask you. One of my questions, obviously, was sometimes when you walk into a position, I didn't know if you actually had a any kind of a relationship at all with Gail prior to actually commencing your job, or if it was just something where you started and you got to know her. Because she sounds yeah. like a totally neat lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's a Menominee Falls resident and uh, very. Uh, committed and dynamic and uh you know she's still very active uh with the network she serves on the board ah i gotcha and now uh, do tell us uh, do you have any idea what inspired her to begin with to actually start the hope network well um there was a tragedy in her family and a couple years before 1982 and her father her mother and her brother were killed in a car accident and she wanted to do something positive and life-affirming after that. And um, she had a little seed bunny, uh, and she started uh, Hope Network. And um, I think that was, a, you know, a positive direction away from the tragedy in her life. Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she is still active, obviously. Yes. Um, in the organization, of course. And as mm-hmm. you mentioned, of course, you are based in Menominee Falls, which is the one location where you work out of, actually. Right. Um, Even though we we are uh, we have various activities throughout Milwaukee, we just mm-hmm. happen to be we just happen to have a, a, a office with no rent that somebody's oh, offering us. So that's and, wonderful. And sort of a volunteer base um, in in Menominee Falls, but uh, many of the things we do um, are based, you know, in the city of Milwaukee. Right. So it's Greater Milwaukee, we say. Gotcha. That we serve. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, now I wanted to go ahead next and just kind of share with the audience some of the marvelous facts that I've seen that your uh, agency has managed to accomplish. Um, I saw that there was the scholarship grant that was awarded to a single mom. Mm-hmm. I saw um, the free bird tickets that were distributed, of course. Uh, 64,000 donated items that were given to the community, uh, baby equipment, school supplies, and children's clothing, which was distributed free to the families, of course. Um, obviously just marvelous. Now, I'm assuming that volunteer participation is just paramount to some of these tasks that you've been achieving. Now, I'm wondering, um, are your volunteers moms or general community members or a mix of both? Uh, we, It's a mix of both. Uh, it, it's not um, so much moms because uh, of, of time constraints. You know, a lot of the mothers... Uh, you know, they may be going to school part-time or, you know, they're working and then they have the children. So um, we do have uh, some mothers who uh, volunteer. Um, we have uh, several mothers who are on our board of directors. And uh, this past year we had a mother um, who came into the office Quite often she volunteered about 53 hours in the past year, and she was very good on the computer, and um, she was a big help uh, in some of the projects I was working on. And she had been a past scholarship winner, and she was just finishing uh, her degree at at, uh, Cardinal Stritch, and so she came in to help me. And we've had mothers uh, this past year that have helped make crafts, that we have sold, so that generated income for us. So there's there's a variety of of um, activities. 
I gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to ask to that same regard. Now, are you currently in need of maybe specific volunteers to handle specific duties, or you just need more volunteers, period? I'm assuming you're always open to new volunteers, of course, but I thought I'd just kind of throw that out there. Yeah, we have uh, one thing coming up, which uh, is uh, it's a 5K run. It's not We're not sponsoring it, but we're benefiting from it. And we're going to be looking for volunteers uh, to help, uh, you know, at stations along the run or at the beginning or at the end, um, and that's on May 5th. Uh, okay. So that's that's one of the things we'll be um, looking uh, for people to help with. And um, uh, if people are around the Menominee Falls area, we, we do have a uh, need for, uh, from time to time, people to help with mailings and uh, other office work. But, um, you know, it's not so easy um, f- for mothers who live in the city uh, sure. to be able to get out to, to the office. Um sure. And uh, oh, uh, if somebody is good at at researching and and finding things on Google and uh, has has some uh, awareness of activities and events going on in the community, uh, when I work on the newspaper four times a year, I use. Uh, Research as volunteer researchers who um, I assign to find certain things, and then they'll email me their results, and then I combine that into newspaper. So that's another area where I, I look for people to help. Or if somebody is a is a a writer, um, we have just some small feature stories uh, each quarter that we run. Like we feature a volunteer. So uh, if somebody uh, you know is studying journalism or or you know has some background in writing um that could be useful and then there they don't have to come into the office it could be uh emailed um okay. the materials to us gotcha that's wonderful mm-hmm. it leads right into our next question actually cuz i was just fascinated about uh learning about just the creation of your newspaper obviously now i'm assuming that you're the person who's responsible for the inception or the creation of the newspaper itself Would that be right correct? right and okay. that i started uh working on that uh, 1983, and it's just uh, really grown, and uh, it's become um, very well known in the community am- amongst agencies as well as as um, being read by the mothers. It has a circulation of about um, 11,000. It's okay. t- 24 pages and um, filled with all kinds of uh, resources from uh low cost clothing sources to job uh finding uh things to uh computer classes to uh free concerts or plays or um you know just just all kinds of um uh things that uh, i i was at a, a fair one time and a, and a mother came past and her child was in a stroller and uh we were talking and and she saw on the table the the newspaper and she, and I said yes I'm the editor and she whips it out of the back of her stroller and she says I don't go anywhere without it so wow <laughs> yeah, that's amazing that's absolutely that a, wonderful a lot of people right oh, I really so. 
Yeah, and we're really particular about having accurate information, and I just um, really hound my volunteers on that because, you know, they have to check and double-check their their sources because I I say, you know, what if you put in there that this event is on, you know, May 6th, and, uh, you know, a mother gets on a bus with her children, gets there, and she finds out the event was really the day before, you know, that would just be... Terrible. Oh, so. definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I want to say out to everybody. Of course, I just—it's wonderful. First of all, it's offered as a free publication, which means that uh, they provide their address to you correct, and then you can send out a copy to them, as I right. understand it. Right. Okay, and gotcha. and um, we we do have it electronically as well as a PDF, and okay. that is on our website. Or if people want to receive it as a PDF every quarter, then I have a list where I just email out to. But most people prefer to get a hard copy, a printed copy, because it's really easier just to flip through it and find things than maneuver around on the PDF. But, um, you know... uh, and it takes it's it's really a, a huge a huge undertaking uh uh it takes me oh maybe about 110 hours um plus all the volunteer help i have and sure. about 95 hours of of my hours are are uh, volunteer and then i get a small stipend for the the rest but uh i had counted um in summer that i had sent out 445 emails and received oh. 378 just to obtain the news that we printed in that issue. So, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my goodness gracious. Yeah. It is quite the endeavor there, of course. Yeah. Now, and I know that you had mentioned, of course, with the with the accuracy thing, I was just good, that was leading to me asking. Now, I know you stated that in the past community members are able to submit articles or stories or information to you, but I, I'm assuming that once you do that, you pick through it and kind of check it for accuracy, or can they just send something to you and you print it? Or are people allowed to just kind of submit what they want to you, or are you particular as far as to what you will print? Well, um, uh, I don't have that much room for, uh, like, stories uh, or... Or you know, you know, like letters to the editor or that type of thing. But uh, certainly, if people have uh, resources that they don't see listed in here, or they know about some event coming up that uh, would be of interest to mothers uh, and families, we're always looking for that kind of information. And um, they can either you know email our office or call or um, in in the newspaper for those who, who get it. The second page, I have my um, home home email in there, which is where I I really work on the paper. So, um, you know, if somebody's uh, you know telling me about an event, um, you know, I may I may double check, um, you know, with the with the source, with the where the location, and everything is. But uh, we're always looking looking for things um, to 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 inform and tell them others about. Okay. Now, with that, and the one thing I was thinking about today myself as a mom was, what if a mom approaches you with a, let's say, a particular couple paragraph story about uh, maybe something they've done parenting wise or a technique sure. they've learned, or maybe like holistic products, yeah. things along those lines. I was just wondering if you'd have interest in something like that, perhaps for your newspaper. Uh, it, it, yes, you know, if they had uh, information about, uh, you know, parenting tips or you know things that they've uh learn that have helped them uh you know uh overcome stress or whatever um i probably wouldn't be in you know including something specific about some products i wouldn't be 
um, getting into some kind of endorsing or something, but um, sure. uh, you know, any kind of uh, yeah things that they can offer as far as tips or how to improve uh, you know self help things that'd be that'd be great. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our next bit we have here I'd like to talk about is the uh, Edmund Springman Educational Grant Program. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is that the goal, of course, is to help single mothers in their pursuit of further education. Now, if you could just please explain to us, um, what are your requirements, let's say, what would the ideal recipient, are there requirements, how many do you give out in a year? Can you just kind of elaborate on that? Yeah. Uh, in the past, we've just been able to give out one or two, and this past year we were uh fortunate uh to be able to have the funds to give out four and we received a grant from uh the Townsend Foundation uh and we'll be able to again award four uh late in spring so um there's an application form which is available from our website and uh that would be due at the end of April and then um, we review that, and at the end of um, May, we uh, will designate the four who will be receiving the grant. It's $1,000 um, each grant. And uh, the criteria we're, we're looking at is that the um, the person, the woman, would be, um, uh, well, she has to be going for, um, post-high school education and not graduate studies. This could be a technical uh, school like MATC or uh, Waukesha County Tech, or it could be any of the uh, colleges and universities in the area. And uh, it should be a field of study where she'd be uh, likely to be able to support her children. I mean, not art history or something perhaps, but uh, something that... um, you know, will, should result in a, in a good job, and um, she should be, you know, motivated and and uh, have. Uh, there's two reference letters, and and um, you know, we do look at those and and how the references uh, characterize um, uh, the person's motivation, and she should have good grades, and uh, we also look at the financial need. Uh, so last year we had about 34. Uh, 35 applicants, and out of those, we picked four winners. Gotcha! Wonderful! And what a wonderful program! Yeah, the the money can be used either for tuition, or it could be used for the cost of childcare. And earlier, like maybe 10 years ago, when there was more funding for tuition, like Pell grants and other things that you know, have been getting cuts lately. But years ago, when there was more money for the tuition, we started uh, the grant mainly as a as a child care grant uh, to help them pay child care while they're in school, either if they're going to school in the evening, uh, you know, or or uh, during the day. And uh, uh, that's and then we would pay the child care provider directly uh, when the mother was in school. But now. Um, Everyone really needs it for tuition as well, so um, we usually just apply it to the school's um, tuition fee. Gotcha. Okay. Wonderful. Now, obviously, uh, we all know, or at least I can say, membership to the Hope Network obviously offers just a great number of opportunities uh, 
not only to the community but also to the moms. Now, could you just share with us some of the benefits of actually becoming a member of the Hope Network? Yeah, and um, I'll say first that any single mother can receive the newspaper, and we have a couple of other services that would be available to all single mothers, and then we have some specific things that some benefits that are just available to those who pay annual dues. So uh, some mothers, like we have about 4,500 mothers that receive the paper, but then uh, during the year we we have maybe about 350 members who who pay and they want to participate, you know, even more closely with us and and um, uh, be members. So um, one of the things that the members get that um, the other single mothers w- wouldn't get is uh, a bulletin uh, we call an update, and that's sent uh, maybe every two months in between issues of the paper. And we just sent one out recently that was five pages filled with um, all kinds of things like you would normally see in the paper, but that we would just find out about uh, that are occurring, you know, in in late February and early March and uh, uh, gives them information. Uh, We had in there that they could um, purchase Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks tickets through us for $5, um, for certain nights, so we're making that available to them. Um, if we get other tickets, um, we would probably publicize that in there. So so there's this update. Uh, if they provide us with their email address, uh, then we also do in between uh, uh, some email blasts where we might find out about, uh, like in summer there was something with uh, – Oh, some mortgage, low-cost housing thing that was available, but there was a deadline, so if people wanted to take advantage of it, they had to apply in like four to five days. So, you know, I was able to send out an email blast to mothers or um, if something was coming up, um, we would be able to, to do that. So that's that's one of the advantages. Uh, single mothers can place, uh, who are members, can place free ads either in the newspaper or in that update, and many of them uh, list uh, child care uh, businesses that they have or um, maybe their face painters or uh, they want to sell things, uh, household items. Uh, You know, maybe they want to rent a share a flat or something, and they'll be able to um, uh, run these free ads in there. you know, we have a portable crib program. They can apply for the daycare grant because we ask that uh, to apply for the grant uh, that um, the uh, applicants also become members of Hope Network because then they can see the benefits of membership for a year and understand how that works. And we have some other family events throughout the year. Um, we'll probably have a bowling outing in October and uh, in November we had a, a craft day where uh, mothers and children uh, came and uh, made crafts and uh, well we had those brewer brewer games we had over 720 tickets uh, that we gave out wow. to um, to brewer games so okay. uh, there's quite a bit going on. Yes, I was going to ask about that because I had happened to notice uh, one of your community partners being the Green Bay Packer Foundation. I thought, oh, I wonder if they're going to get Packer tickets. No. <laughs> I just thought, well, why not? You know, yeah. they kind of go pretty far. So I figured, well, yeah. they can help the single moms out there. Those yeah. are a little more elaborate, I think. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, now, I wanted to mention, obviously, I'm a single parent myself. Um, I, I oftentimes have said that being offered a support group of some kind can really be pivotal in a family's life. Um, can you tell us what your support group offers to families and how a mom can get involved in that program? Yeah, and, um, you know, I've just changed that on the on the website. I, it hasn't uh, gone up yet, but I've, I've changed the wording of that because uh, we're calling it a gathering, you know, so we're trying oh. to kind of uh, going away from the word of support group, but uh, okay. it 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 um, serves pretty much the same purpose, and, and it's on the second Saturday of every month from September to May. So it's kind of like the school year, the second Saturday. And uh, it's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And it's at All Saints Church Cafeteria on North 26th Street. And there's maybe... Oh, every every session about 40 to 50 mothers attending, and they come with their children. And uh, there's um, activities. Sometimes there's crafts. They have lunch together. Uh, there's uh, reading is emphasized, and there's books given uh, to the families. And last year, over 1,100 books were given out um, to the families. And um, uh, it's it's run by we're, we're like a community partner with the Christchild Society, and they have a lot of volunteers because this takes a lot to put together. And sure. uh, so um, uh, they they've been noticing that there's many families that uh, come back, you know, each month because they the mothers get used to seeing each other, networking, talking. The children look forward to it, seeing each other, and um, you know we also hear that the the mothers um are making friends with the volunteers um who who work there um there was a quote uh, they they took a, a survey um uh, at the end of last um year in in may what people liked about it and this was just to me really heartfelt somebody said i like all the arts and crafts the teachers the food and the kind way they treat us so oh. you know it's just uh, I just think it's a, a, a turning out to be a really um, great thing, and, and it's, a, it's a well-run program. So, definitely, sure sounds like it. Oh my goodness gracious! Sorry, I didn't mean to use the support name, but it does say support group. Right, website. right, it does. I'm just, yeah, I'm just uh, <laughs> saying we're 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 just trending away from that because uh, you. you know we don't want to sound like you know it's just everybody coming and telling their woes, which we used right. to have a, a group like that, and, and it just was more of a downer. And so, um, sure. you know, this has become, uh, you know, a very upbeat. And, and it, it does have, of course, the effect of being supportive because, uh, you know, the mothers see each other every month then, and they'll be asking, well, how's it, you know, how did that job interview go? And, hey, you got a new haircut? And, you know, it's just a lot of uh, camaraderie after um seeing each other on an ongoing basis like that. Certainly, definitely. Now, that leads to the question. Now, I know that you have um, on your website, you have a list of obviously neighborhood services and so forth. Now, do you have listings on there for women that might be looking for support groups or looking for places where they can go to get that type of emotional support, per se? Um, we, in in the the newspaper, uh we do list anything we we find um uh along those lines uh some of those groups through the years have 
um, just not, from what I've heard from other people at agencies, uh, just not drawn as, as well, and the attendance has gone down. There there used to be the Vincent Family uh, Resource Center had a, a uh, I don't know, a sisters group or something that met, I think, uh, weekly. And uh, um, that just doesn't happen to be around. But we do have um, in the newspaper, um, you know, whenever we, we hear of um, uh, places having having uh, groups, we, we do print those. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And I wanted to touch base with you as far as the uh, portable crib program goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for the moms to receive the portable cribs, there's a certain criteria. I just wanted to kind of let the audience members know what do they need to have in order to qualify for that. Yeah. Uh, we participate in the Cribs for Kids program, which is throughout Milwaukee, and two of the hospitals, St. Joe's and Columbia St. Mary's, um, also the city health department and and us, have the same uh program where uh if if a pregnant uh woman needs a a crib uh she um needs to have a reference just to verify that um she, she uh needs a crib and doesn't have a safe place uh for her baby to sleep and then she has to take a um oh it's maybe about 40 minutes uh educational session on safe sleep and there's a really good video and it shows um you know various things uh about safe sleep um the session also has some parenting tips um and then um they go through how to uh set up the the pack and play the portable crib and uh and then um the mother can take the the crib um, home with her, and um, we at Hope Network either give that session in Menominee Falls, or the session uh, can be taken by appointment at the Boys and Girls Club location on um, Sherman and Burleigh. We have a volunteer uh, who's on our board. She works at the Boys and Girls Club, but when her day is done, then she is able to. Um, give these educational safe sleep sessions and uh that is um a boon to us because of the location um okay. you know we being in Menominee Falls we were serving the northwest um part of the city but uh we we were looking for some place where we could give these sessions that was more centrally located so um uh, sure. we gave out about uh yeah we gave out 144 uh portable cribs this past year and we've given out at least over a thousand uh since since the mid eighties uh we were really the the first organization in Milwaukee to give out free cribs because we realized that uh there were many mothers who didn't have a safe place for their child to sleep and uh so we were one of the pioneers of of that and now um with the emphasis on um decreasing the infant mortality rates and um you know, that's become a hot topic. Certainly, definitely. Now, the other subject I wanted to touch on was I know that you have the two trading posts that you have, I believe, in two different locations. Yeah. Now, I like, to, I like to consider myself smart, but I thought, what is that? I'm thinking yeah. I've never even heard of that. I'm like, I must be stupid because I don't know. So I'm like, maybe you can explain to us what exactly, meaning the hours, what do they offer, that sort of stuff. Give us some details on that, if you would. Yeah. Um, it, the word trading post, sometimes I'm... I'm 
when I'm writing it, I'm always trying to follow it up with saying clothing banks or some other word okay. because trading post isn't so common. But that right. kind of grew out from an activity we used to have about, oh, well, in the 80s and in the 90s, we had a big clothing exchange. And uh, how that operated was uh, we accumulated all this clothing in a storage area, and then twice a year we'd haul it all to a uh, like a church cafeteria, school cafeteria, put out all this clothing, and then have like 300 mothers <laughs> come in and have a uh, you know free rummage and oh, uh, take okay. all this clothing out. And gotcha. in the beginning of that exchange, uh, or the beginning years of that, we used to have the mother mothers bring their own clothing, but you know. Much of that had already been used probably by, you know, their sisters or, or other right. families. And, and, you know, we were getting such, we were getting great clothes from other sources that, you know, we just decided, well, then, oh, then we changed it to uh, they could trade by bringing in a can of food. So oh. the idea was to, to give something and then in return get something. So gotcha. we've continued that um, at both of those trading posts. We asked them to bring um, a can or two of food uh, for a local food pantry, and then in return um, they can get um, items. So uh, there's there's one site which is at um, near the domes on um, Leighton Boulevard, Ascension Lutheran Church, and um, we have a Hope Network volunteer who who runs that, um, and that's twice a month. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Thursday tomorrow, March first, um, it'll be open from nine fifteen to eleven thirty. Okay. And um, they we stock uh, clothing there from infant through size six. And if somebody needs um, a few diapers, we'll have uh, we always have um, the mothers can uh, get like six disposable diapers for each child and diapers, and um, she can pick out a bag of clothing, and uh, um, you know that that's one of the sites. And then the second site is larger, and there we not only have uh, infant and toddler clothing, but um, all size children's clothing, and sometimes we have adult clothing. And um, baby equipment uh, like high chairs or strollers or play pens, uh, sometimes car seats, so they're hard to come by, but um, a lot of items like that. And toys, sometimes some household goods. And that is located in Menominee Falls. Um, it's pretty easy to find. It's on Pilgrim Road just south of Appleton Avenue. It's at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. And we are co-sponsors with the Holy Cross Lutheran Church people. And um, that is run on the third Monday of the month. So it's from 1 to 2.30 and then again in the evening from 6 to 7.30. And uh, it's really open to anyone in need. It's not just um, limited to single mothers. And again, um, the people are asked to bring a can or two of food. And uh, then that is um, given to a local food pantry. Wonderful. And um, at that site, we also take in items. So, uh, you know, if anyone has items to donate, um, there's a, a vestibule in the back parking lot, accessible from the back parking lot. It says on the wall, Northwest Trading Post. And on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, people can donate and just drop the things at that vestibule. 
Okay. So now, do you find that your organization has certain items or certain things that you're more in need of in terms of for donations, material-wise that is? Obviously monetary as well, but, I mean, just particular items you notice that you go through quite quickly that you could use. Yeah, um, the the infant and children's clothing, and we also uh, provide um, layettes, which is like um, for new infants. So, um, you know, we're looking for anything that goes in those layettes. Sometimes people do baby showers or supply drives. And, you know, bottles and pacifiers and little onesies and diapers and all the things that would go into there. And then at those training posts, um, we give out quite a bit of uh, infant and toddler and children's clothing. We're always looking for children's clothing and, you know, the the baby equipment. Um, So that's always in, in demand. And uh, you know, and, and we just need to get the word out because when we tell people that it's given out free to the people in need, and and right. you know they're they're happy to donate. They just need to know where to go. <laughs> exactly. Hence, there you go. Radio's and, good for this. Yeah. And the other thing, um, we also hope network. Uh, we also have some places where we sell things to raise money. So uh, you know, we might be selling some things that then we would use, you know, whatever we earn to to buy more cribs, for instance. And um uh, we have we have a uh uh big fundraiser every year in fall and then we accumulate throughout the year anything that we could use in a silent auction. So that could be, you know, nice items or Jewelry, or you know, the type of things you'd see at a silent auction, and um, crafts and things like that. So, um, and we're also always looking for crafts or items that uh, could be uh, used by the mothers. Like if we have a craft day with the mothers and the children, it could be something that they could paint on, or you know, ribbons or yarns or you know, things that they could make something out of. Um, we're always looking for those things, yeah, and we're having um, we're going to be in a in a rummage sale at the end of the month um, oh. in Menominee Falls. Um, the community league is um, on March 31st at the Menominee Falls High School is going to have a big rummage and vendor fair, and okay. we're going to have a table there, Hope Network, where we'll be selling rummage. We won't be selling clothes because we would be giving that out at the trading post but right. things that are like oh vintage knickknacks or jewelry or gardening items or spring items or things like that that we could uh adult books perhaps and uh, novels and things like that that we could sell as rummage um okay and we're looking uh, if people could bring that um into our office and then we'll be accumulating the the materials there, and then selling them on March 31st. March 31st, wonderful. Well, let me just reiterate, uh, so I've got this right, Monday through Thursday your office is open from 9 to 1. and uh, 8, 8.30 to 12.30 now. Oh, so, I'm sorry, yeah, okay. That's okay. And then on Fridays you have special hours, is that correct? Um, Friday usually we're not open. Um, okay. We're closed then, but um, okay. if someone has something that they just have to bring some afternoon it's possible that um you know i might be up there because um i'm i'm often working into the afternoons but uh, my assistant who answers the phone and is you know always there 8:30 to uh 12:30 um those four days wonderful and i know mm-hmm. that you're on facebook so everybody go ahead and like the hope network yeah say again address 
hopenetworkinc.org on the web. Yes. Make sure everybody takes a look at that. Pauline, we have run out of time. I cannot thank you enough for all of this. Um, everybody, please call, donate, do what you can. Pauline, I will be getting in contact with you because I'd like to do some fundraising for you as well. Sure, <laughs> Definitely. Great. I would love that. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, Pauline, I'll be in contact with you shortly, and you thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, thank you very much. You have a good evening. Okay, bye-bye. Good night. And that ends our episode for this evening. Again, I want to say a big shout-out again. Thank you very much, Pauline, for coming on our show. Definitely support the Hope Network, Inc. And I will be back online tomorrow, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, for another episode. Good evening.